it's easier to like work with people and have a little critique of what they want to do, especially yeah. if you're going to own everything, mm -hmm. than it is to just try and do everything yourself because overwhelming yourself yeah. is, you're, you're never going to get anything done that way. This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Taormina. Marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. Hey guys, welcome back. I'm really excited to have today's guest in the studio because we're going to be uh, talking about a few topics that I think many of you are either going to relate to or be excited about learning. Number one is, can you in fact build something through something like a pandemic? Is it possible to even create a business, launch a brand new business through a thing like a, uh, a pandemic? Also, if anyone has any interest in comic books, if you've ever um, read a comic book before, you're absolutely going to love this because this is a gentleman who not only reads them, but writes them. That's right. We actually have a comic book author. I don't even know if that's the right way of, uh, of titling it, but we're going to get right into it. Welcome to the studio, my old friend, yeah. comic book author, entrepreneur, <laughs> Nick Garcia. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It looks great in here, man. It's awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. We, you know, we love this space. We have a lot of a lot of fun in it, mm. you know, um, and we have a lot of other really cool people that are able to come in and use this this uh, particular studio. But yeah. listen, this is about you. <laughs> um, I first want you to give everyone some a little bit of a, a backstory here. Give okay. everyone some context who you are, okay. um, and why comic books. Okay. Um, who I am. My name is Nick. First off, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just a kid who, uh, I don't know. I was always kind of in the nerd stuff. Um, and growing up in a church and stuff, there was never any good, like nerd content. There was always like a group that was cast aside in like secular and the Christian realm. Like people just didn't care about them. And, being one of them, I figured it's time to just put out something that's non-corny and relatable to everybody. So yeah, that's what I did. All right, so that that's what sort of brought you to a place of wanting to put out mm -hmm. stuff. You just weren't seeing something of quality from from your perspective. Yeah, yeah. So and you're and you were coming from a place of someone who read comics. Yeah, I've right? been reading comics since I was in high school. Probably. All right, so so give us the rundown. Like, what are some of your favorite comics? Comics. Like, what, what were you reading when you were younger? Mm. What are you reading now? Okay. Um, I was always a DC guy. Um, I guess mostly because they had a bunch of video games out when I was younger. Um, and I was able to latch onto the characters. Teen Titans was huge for me. I'm a big Teen Titans fan. Cyborg's just my favorite superhero. Um, and then I was always like a fantasy, like reader type of guy, uh, grew up with Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. So yeah. I was just big in a fantasy world of Warcraft, all that stuff. Um, but reading comic books, I guess the, my favorite, one of my favorite series of all time was death of the family, which was mm -hmm. a Scott Snyder, um, a written book, uh, by DC, probably about five years ago at this point where yeah. the Joker just comes in and, um, like peels the face off of all the Robins and stuff like that really tries to mess with Batman. And that was like, yeah. man, this is awesome. I don't know. Right. One day I want to write something like this, you know? And wow. Is that from, right? Yeah. From high school, I was writing uh, a little bit to myself. And then yeah. in college, I took a couple creative writing courses. Mm -hmm. I took a short film writing course and I just, it's never something I, I thought I would get into. It's just mm -hmm. something I kind of did for fun and, and kind of prided myself in being able to do just yeah. never delved into it until recently. Yeah. Now, take us back to day one when you were writing uh, the comic that we're going to be, obviously, introducing to everyone here. Mm -hmm. um, did you sit down with the intent of writing this or like you were just like sort of like fooling around one day and just writing stuff and you were like, wait a minute, I'm onto something here. Well, how did that go play out? Okay. Um, so, actually, initially, 
this was an idea for a video game that I was going to put out. So my company, we also put out some mobile games and stuff like that with a vision of one day expanding to console and just being like a big, you know, titan in the industry, hopefully one day. Um, but this originally was an idea for that. But I figured why wait for that technology to be accessible? Because I wouldn't want something like this on a small mobile screen. Mm-hmm. I want something like this. Uh, if it was to be a game like big console, like very large budget type of game. Yeah. So let's bring that type of vision to something I can do now. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got into the comic book idea for it. Gotcha. What's the name of your company? Uh, we're V1 Studios. V1 Studios. You got a video game already mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Now you got yourself a comic. I'm going to, if it's all right, I'm going to pick this one up here. Absolutely. Go for it. Uh, I, I know you just, this is like hot off the press, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how long has now this been, uh, people are able to purchase this? Able to purchase it uh, a week today. A week. So this is yeah. this is brand new. Yeah, yeah. Is this one of your first inter- interviews to this promote this? This is the first one. This is the first interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. We're honored, yeah. by the way. Of course. I'm going to hold this I'm up honored. Um, right, right here. I don't know if our producer Craig, you see it? <laughs> awesome. So this is the comic right here. Obviously, we also have it center for everyone. It's called Flight Team. I see some four characters. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Can you explain these four characters to me? Why Absolutely. they're important and why mm-hmm. you just, you decided to to start off with these four guys right here? Okay, sure. So um, every character, uh, I'll go from top to left to right here. Yeah. You got Marcos, the big line guy. You got Dimitri over here. He's kind of like a little cyborg guy with two guns. You got Klaus up front with uh, he's got a bow and arrow that could change elements whenever he seems fit. And then on the far side, you got Jewel, who's like a kind of spellcaster type of chick. She's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a, Do you have a favorite character? Um, yeah, actually, I really like Marcos and I really like Jewel. She's she's pretty powerful. Yeah. yeah. It, although I got to be honest, like this guy who whose bow and arrow can like just change elements whenever he wants. I mean, mm. that's actually things like that would be a power that would come in handy now. Yeah, yeah, like I would right. love to be able to have <laughs> yeah, that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's pretty cool. And since obviously now I'm getting it because earlier you said that your favorite comic book character growing up was uh, Cyborg, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And you got, you just yeah. mentioned in a way, like in your description of, of one of your characters here yeah. that he sort of resembles that. Yeah. Did you pull from that as your inspiration? No, I just, honestly, I was um, trying to kind of find a setting for everything. And I kind of, I love the aesthetic of steampunk. Okay. So that's kind of where that falls. And I was going through steampunk pictures yeah. and I saw something. I was like, that's dope. Yeah. And then I kind of just intertwined yeah. my idea for the character with some steampunk character. All right. So, yeah. I actually got um, a like a steampunk, uh, steampunk outfit, like this hat and, and goggles and whatnot. And uh, I love it. I got it from Alaska, of all things. <laughs> and it embarrasses everyone in my family when I wear it. So therefore, I so wear, wear it a lot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I actually, right. I, I'm a big fan of that look, actually. Yeah. So I think that's incredible. Um, now, if, you know, without, I guess, giving away too much, because I know, obviously, you want people to go out and buy the comic, and you want people to read the story and get hooked, but give on everyone just a basic understanding, what's the premise here? What's the primary storyline? Okay, um, so the, the team here, they, they are, like, the remaining essence of a celestial being that sacrificed himself, and then turned himself into, split himself four ways, and made him into them. Whoa. And they're, they're defending... Uh, themselves, I guess, from the return of the guy who who he sacrificed himself to kill. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's actually incredible. Yeah. 
All right, so that that's a big deal. So I'm um, I'm sure that as the story progresses and we see you know in further issues, or you're probably going to dive deeper in each one of the, the characters individually. Of course, of course so we'll yeah. learn more about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they look amazing. Now let's Thank talk you. about the artwork here. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you come up with the artwork? Because I got to be honest, I mean it's beautiful. Thanks. It's 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 ridiculous. Actually. Yeah. So it's good to know people. <laughs> I don't actually draw. I just. Um, I had them visioned in my head and I tried to like write it out as clear and as using as many words as possible to explain what the vision I had for my, uh, in my head was. Mm-hmm. And the guy just nailed it like perfectly. Really? So I've been just coming back to him and been working together a lot. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. That, that's awesome. So, I mean, listen, he, this guy nailed obviously the, the, uh, the artistry of, mm-hmm. of your comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's true. I mean, help everyone understand who's never, uh, really got in into like the, the behind the scenes of comic book writing. Maybe a lot of people think that the the guy who writes the the script is the same guy who sketches it, is the same guy who colors it in, is the mm. same guy who did like that's not true, mm. right? Can you explain the process to everyone? Sure. So um, we'll use one of the biggest writers right now as an example, Donny Cates. He's huge. He's writing Venom. He's writing Daredevil. He's writing independent stuff. He's huge. He did God Country, Buzzkill. He's like the guy that everybody wants right now Mm -hmm. um and he actually went to art school first he was an artist but he saw that he was better at writing so he started writing and even someone who's able to do both recognizes that he shouldn't do both and he got one of his art friends from high school and they wrote uh he wrote buzzkill and his friend drew it then he wrote god country and his friend drew it and i guess it's important to to um rely on other people in like if your vision you could do it by yourself. It's not big enough. And I would just figure like, might as well just do it. But how it works is I go page by page. I guess I do it as like a scene. So I write out, this is page one. This is what I want to happen. We could split it into like six panels. I'll explain a little bit what's going on in each panel. And then we'll just go to the next page. And then across this one's only, it's a teaser about nine pages. Uh, I explained what I wanted in it. I laid it out panel for panel for the most part and the guy was just able to draw it up nice so that's kind that's, of how that's incredible yeah you actually said two things uh that i want to talk about a little bit and i think that for our audience of entrepreneurs listening it's important for them to latch on to something that you said no, the first thing that you said that um that there was a uh, the guy the dc guy and uh there's no way that he can sort of do everything on his own you mm-hmm. have to be able to delegate to people who are great and excellent at individual things and therefore yeah. the whole project end up being great then yeah so i want to talk about that a little bit you know what do you think would have happened if you were like i've got this great idea I'm going to do everything myself. I don't, because I want to protect the idea. Mm. You know, I, I don't want to give any creative license to anyone outside because no one knows what's in my head. Mm. So what, what what do you think would have happened, even whether it be timeline or quality, if you decided I'm going to do everything on my own? Uh, I personally probably wouldn't have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have gotten overwhelmed by just the sheer like amount of work I have to do. Oh, I have to write, I have to come up with new characters, to come up with a plot. Yeah. Now I have to draw them all. It's easier to like work with people and have a little critique of what they want to do, especially yeah. if you're going to own everything, mm-hmm. than it is to just try and do everything yourself. Because overwhelming yourself yeah. is you're you're never going to get anything done that way. Yeah, and like this is hard not to cut you off the no, example no. with Donnie, like we were talking about. He writes like four or five stories right now. Wow. If he was writing and drawing everything at the same Nothing time, would he get would, done. Yeah, there would be take too much time. Right. And people just use it as an excuse not to do it. Oh, I'm still I'm still drawing it. You right. Know? So I can't put it out yet. But yeah. it's like I already have. 
issues like three and four done already. Mm -hmm, I only mm -hmm. put out one, so yeah. I'm like ready to go. I got the ball rolling, mm -hmm, so it's just mm -hmm. easier to be prepared. Absolutely. Then overwhelm yourself. Yeah, uh, that's listen. That's that's great. Um, you know, I think it was yeah. It was it was uh, a Ford who you know who came up with the idea of the assembly line, and mm -hmm. the reason he came up with the assembly line was number one efficiency. Um, but two, he he knew that if he put one person who was great at doing one thing, he yeah. would also create a better product. Yeah. Obviously, fast forward 100 years later, it worked <laughs> out for him, yeah, you know, and a lot of people have now uh, copied that model and they copy it for a reason. And that's actually in line with what you're doing is, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. it's sort of like the assembly line um, uh, sort of approach to things is that you're like, all right, I'm going to find someone who's great at it because it's not only about efficiency, about being able to do it in a timely manner, but it's mm -hmm. also about putting out the very best product possible so and i think those are the two reasons why a lot of people fail to do anything is number one it's a time factor i don't have enough time to do it because right. they're under this misconception that i've got to do everything myself yeah you know that's that's not true at all and another number two is is the pride factor is they think i'm the only one that can do it um and uh, and you have you know we're smart enough to put both aside and say mm -hmm. i'm going to bring on the right people mm-hmm to enable me to execute on this because executing on the idea is more important. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, once you put out stuff and you get, perhaps it's a money issue. Once you get more money, you can oh, put yeah. out a better product. But like, yeah. um, I know I've heard like musicians say all the time, it's like, I'd rather put out a million songs and like two of them be a hit than put out zero songs and none of them be a hit. Right. You know? Right. Good point. Absolutely good point. Um, and then you said another thing is that, um, if uh, it was something along the, on the oh, lines of division thing, yeah, like if exactly like if you're if what you're doing is you're just doing it yourself, it's not big enough or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. I love that quote. Thank Tell you. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so I mean, what I want to do with this is to be able like I don't want to use this as an example because it's big and popular, but I'm going to. Mm -hmm. I want this to be something like my Ninja Turtles, mm. where it's like it started off as a comic book, becomes like video games, like pop culture, movies, like icons, you know? Yeah. That's like what I see for this. And um I if if I didn't have any um if I didn't have a vision big enough to hit that I wouldn't have the excellence big enough to hit that. Right, right. If right, I right. oh, this is just gonna be another independent comic that I read sure. with my friends. Then it's just going to be stick figures. Like, well, right. Then it's just a bucket list item. Congratulations, yeah, exactly. you did, oh, did it. it. It was fun. Whatever. Yeah. Right. But this is this is something that you're serious about. Yeah. Oh, so therefore, you're taking the process yeah. seriously, mm -hmm. um, and that that's important. That's why you're aiming big here. Absolutely. I love it. So then you also, lastly, you, you said that um, you have a a few of these comics already finished. Uh, written. Yeah. Written. written right. Mm -hmm. So you didn't just do one, and then you're like, oh, see how it goes. Mm. You even took it a step further. And you you wrote the next you said three I have uh two more written one being written as we speak oh wow that's mm -hmm. that's incredible yeah um so how how often do you think you'll be pushing out a brand new comic I hope to do at least once a month once a month yeah, yeah. is that like t t like the typical that's going typical, yeah, yeah. industry mm -hmm. typical oh, okay yeah. so I want to meet the industry standard in order yeah. to surpass it mm -hmm. I gotcha now where can people go to learn more about the comic okay um we're Pretty big on Instagram right now because mm -hmm. of some you know, branding changes. Our Facebook yeah. and other social medias are kind of going through change. So Instagram's a big spot right now. Yeah, you could find you could you know purchase a comic digitally. We're on Kindle right now. We're working on getting um, printing through Amazon as mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. um, but you could also go to my website and. Viewinggames.com. Awesome. Yeah. And listen, I know a lot of people with the e-readers and whatnot, and a lot of people like to do that. Mm -hmm. But I, I think there's nothing that can 
possibly paperback substitute sure. yeah. the good old fashioned paperback. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So people I know are going to want to have this in their mm -hmm. hands and mm -hmm. they could do that, right? Yeah. So we're issue one's actually out of stock. We sold out like holy faster, cow. Faster than I was able to blink. Like I had friends text me like, yo, did you, did you sell out? I was like, did I sell it? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even so, know. Yeah, yeah. So no way. So That's I, awesome. I'm, I'm printing some up, hope, hoping okay. to get them in by midweek this week. Wow. Which I have a bunch for everybody, but you holy can holy cow. Get a bunch, yeah. That's legit, man. Yeah. I love it. So you're sold out. So like basically, like the copies that we're seeing right here. I got Those, one in the background. Yeah. There's, th there's three so, left. Yeah. So we're gonna auction them off for a million dollars each right now. It's, it's, listen, it's Whatever. a law of supply and demand, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So this is actually issue zero, which I have a couple more left of. Oh, you can cool. still get those. Issue cool. one is is what sold out. Yeah. Oh wow, that's legit, yeah. man. All right, very cool. So all right, I want to switch gears a little bit. Okay. Still talking about the comic, but in in the the context of now this pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, obviously. Uh, almost everyone around the world, they were hit really hard by this pandemic, whether mm -hmm. it be their health, their business. So financially, you know, everyone was 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 uh, impacted by this one way or, or, or another. Um, but we're going to talk about the marketplace for a second. The marketplace got nailed. I mean, they're just, they yeah. were just clobbered and it's going to be a long time before they recover. And so people from the outside looking in, they're like, man, if Current businesses are struggling the way they are. Man, there's no way to launch a business. There's right. no way to work on anything. I'm, I'm going to have to wait until this is over mm -hmm. in order to, to be able to pursue like some of the ideas that I have. But I think we have a little bit of proof here that that's <laughs> actually not true. When did you start this whole project? Um, I probably started at least brainstorming in like March. March. Yeah. So, so, all right. So, let me get this straight. The shutdown. Ha well, hold on. I'm gonna bring my producer in. Can I do? Can I do that? I'm. So, I'm gonna break character here. What is it called in the the fourth wall? Fourth, fourth wall. Fourth all right. Wall. We're gonna break the fourth wall for a second. I'm gonna bring in Craig. Um, Craig, remind me again. When was the shutdown? Uh, March. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Craig. Yes. Um, so I believe the shutdown was in March. Mm -hmm. And so we're shut down mm -hmm. and you decide, you know what? I'm going to launch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to launch yeah, a yeah. comic book. Yeah. So that's wild. So I was like deemed essential from the start okay. and I was the only one of my coworkers actually going into work. So I had a lot of time to myself yeah. and I'm like, you know what? This kind of sucks. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Let's get out of this. Right. And I'm working on getting myself out of there. Yeah. So. That's amazing. Um, I don't know if you know this, but actually some of the world's, even historically biggest companies were were formed during uh, recessions, uh, during times of great economic um, you know, difficulty because mm. um, it, it creates opportunity. Yeah. And so it's that a lot of people think, man, I got to shut down, but it's the people that are willing to be a little risky mm. and buckle down actually and get creative and look at it as, as an op opportunity, being opportun uh, you know, opportun opportun no, my goodness. <laughs> Opportunistic. I, there you go. There, I could talk good when I got it, right? Um, listen, hooked on phonics worked for me. Right. Only for certain words though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you have to be what that word that, that Nick just <laughs> said. Um, and, and you could do great things. And here's you, like you, like we're shut down and instead of being like, I'm just going to be locked down, quarantine, do nothing, be miserable, you know, be depressed. You're like, no, I'm going to do something with it. Right. And not only did you do something creatively to pass the time, you created something of quality that now you have a whole business mm. centered around yeah. and you sold out. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Like, could you imagine if it's, it's, it's amazing. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of people should look at you and your story and be inspired by this, that you are not really your circumstance. You know, I don't, I don't believe that. And 
I believe that a lot of people, you know, in, in this world, they do have struggles in their, in their lives and you, you have a decision. You can either become a victim of your circumstance and everyone would be like, I understand. Because mm-hmm. of your situation, I understand why you're not doing something or I understand, right. you know, whatever. And it would be fine. But you don't, that's not your only option. Right. There's also mm-hmm. option two where you can like, you're like, screw that. I'm going to create something mm-hmm. wonderful for myself. Yeah. And here's something that you created something amazing, like amazing right amazing. here. And this is just the start of something huge. And in 10 years from now, you might be the next Marvel, you right. know, where, do, where they're doing this like 23, 24 movie, uh, you know, timeline over the course of 12 years. You know what one I mean? story arc. Like, isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah. Like that's going to be you one day. And all because you decided to, you know, uh, go for it. Go that's for a, it. Like that's something I just learned during this process was just like, I'm done with the excuses. Let's yeah. just do it. Right. You know? Right. And it, you never know what it could be unless you like find out. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to break the fourth wall. Sorry for doing this again, but I, I got to talk to my guy over there, uh, Craig, because Craig is also a big comic book guy, right? And now, Craig, have you read this? Have you checked out Nick's comic? I'm just going to start off by saying I'm glad that Marvel was finally thrown into the mix. There's a lot of DC <laughs> love going around, and I'm happy that uh, we finally got back to Marvel. Uh, yes, I have read it, and I love it. It's amazing. Yes. Yeah, he did a really, really great job. Uh, now, Craig, I've got a question. Okay. Um, and I want you and Nick to debate this right now because okay. I know we've got a DC guy. Oh, yeah. We've got a Marvel guy. Which one is right? Like, who's right? Is DC better than Marvel? Is Marvel Say better together. than DC? Ready? One, two, three. DC. Marvel. Uh, cut to, it's, my, it's cut honestly... to my camera. I'm not even letting them on camera. <laughs> it's Marvel. So I've... It's really based off like aesthetic to me. I really like DC better because I don't know, just they're darker, they're like whatever, gloomy, like violent stuff like that. <laughs> darker, gloomy, and violent. Yeah. All right. I mean, like I told you, my favorite storylines when the Joker cut his face off and yeah, then okay. cut the faces of all the Robins. That's off. pretty morbid. <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah. if you want the easiest story of all time, you also go to DC because they created one character who does everything and he cannot be beat. <laughs> So it's the easiest story ever told. Wait a minute, what character is that? Superman. <laughs> oh, uh, he's also the first one. Oh yeah, <laughs> or okay. one of them at least. Well, didn't they kill him? Didn't they? Didn't Superman die? It depends. If t- they say his heart rate got so slow that it couldn't be detected, and then he like zoomed off into the sun and got all right, his and then he back. came back again. Oh wow, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's a nice little trick. <laughs> We, we all gotta do it super. sometimes. Okay, all sometimes right. Sometimes just gotta drift off into that sun. <laughs> Although I haven't seen Hulk die. I mean, Hulk. I mean, Hulk even tried I mean, to kill himself. He got shot in the brain and was still alive. Right. So. <laughs> um, I, and, and listen, he turns massive and green. At least Superman gets to maintain his, you know, his beautiful image. I suppose. I don't know really what point you're trying to make with that. N- none. <laughs> I, I'm just trying to stay impartial. Like, stay Switzerland here. <laughs> Rob, who who are you really for though? Come on. Um, all right. Yeah, listen, I'm going to actually be an unbiased moderator here, and I'll, I, I am. But I will give opinion. Here's my opinion. I think Marvel has done a better job. Bingo. At hold guys, on, guys. Thank you for tuning in <laughs> to Don't Fear Grit. I think a great I think Marvel has done a better job over the last 15 years commercializing their product 
and doing a better job at creating a product that reaches a brand new audience. They made yeah. it brand new. They made it fresh. I don't think anybody it, could argue that. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's always hard to take an old product and 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 keep it fresh with brand new generations. And I think Marvel has done a much better job than DC. Agreed. And DC definitely has to up their game. With that said, there's always going to be props to the people that were in the game first. There's always going to be you have to give props to the to the company that created the characters like uh, like Batman, uh, they, they did uh, 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 Superman, Batman, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and these are iconic characters. Both Batman and Superman, and I know you're going to disagree with this, are actually more popular than any Marvel character, though. You know, and I and I can't deny it. It is it is fact because when you ask someone, if you ask someone, who's your favorite comic book character. They're gonna. The, most people are gonna say Batman or Superman. They're mm-hmm. not gonna bring up, even though I know Marvel's been like crazy with Avengers and you got Iron Man, all these people. But ultimately, they associate those two characters with comics. Mm-hmm. Fine. I mean, yes, we can give DC an obligatory, uh, you know, greatest life's achievement award. You know that person <laughs> when they get the <laughs> lifetime achievement award when you haven't done anything in like thirty years, but like, hey, you were good once. Remember that time? Give them that. I don't it's, know, but like on the silver screen, no, Joker on my movie. TV, the Joker yeah. movie was fantastic. DC is DC is turning it around with their yeah. movies. I'm I mean, their television that. has been like top of it. Like you can't even compare Marvel. No, TV no, and, like Green Arrow. If you're into Flash, low budget, that was all TV, good stuff. Yes. But like even like um, they're owned by Warner, so all their Cartoon Network stuff is just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, like so mm-hmm. they've been killing it. It's amazing. Like Craig, all of a sudden comes to life. Yeah, you know, like when we talk about other things, he's just like there. But now all of a sudden we talk about like, wait a minute, Marvel's not as good as DC. <laughs> Boom, he's coming to life. Money, even though Mar- family, right? he's been putting out good movies since Marvel. the '80s, like Batman, Michael it's- Keaton. It's true. It is true. So anyway, Everybody listen, Craig, thank though. you for your opinion. I appreciate that. <laughs> no our, our wonderful uh, producer that we all know and love, C-Reg. Appreciate you, my friend. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but closing this out right here. So we, we got some really great stuff from you. I love the fact that you did this during a pandemic and you did it successfully, that you went to launch. You're already sold out. I mean, obviously, it's, it's clear you got something amazing here, hmm. right? Um, I've read it myself. I think the work is great. I think the... Illustrate the illustrator that you have did a wonderful job. I think that the storyline is amazing. Um, I, I think the scripting is great, and it's you know what's great? It's not a one-off. I can tell this is not a one-off. Mm, I already have you know the mean? next villain in place. Right, so. <laughs> right, like you know what I mean? Like you read this and you're like, wow, this is definitely a long-term story that I want to know about. And mm. you did a great job of creating that. Uh, so it's going to be awesome. I think everyone needs to go out and and you know take a look at this and download it. Now, um, earlier you were talking a little bit about. Um, you know, when you were re- reading comics um, and you mentioned, you know, two markets, you know, the religious sort of uh, market and mm-hmm. the non-religious market and, yeah. and the differences between, you know, uh, what's available to, to both. Mm-hmm. You know, did you create this for one particular type of person um, or is this something that like anyone can read? Um, so it wasn't originally intended for, you know, high school uh usually men, boys, those who read comic books uh, up until college, just that ripe age for influence. Um, And then I was actually planning on marketing to them and uh, mothers of them. Oh, okay. You know, um, we're, you know, you know, we, we're Christian. We're a big Christian company. That's what we believe in. Um, a lot of the the characters have characteristics similar to like Jesus and the Godhead mm. and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um. So that's where the influence come from, and that's what I want to show people is like you can. There's a way to make non corny Christian content that's yeah. still like relevant, that's still enjoyable to read, that's still action packed, whatever. Yeah. So 
Yeah, listen, uh, you know, having obviously, you know, grown up in the church myself mm-hmm. and with the background that I have, um, I'm a little bit older than you, just a just little a bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> um, but you it, were my youth pastor, don't forget that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm a lot older, I guess. But it, it is true, especially growing up in the 80s and 90s, is any time you thought of content within the religious um, you know, industry, it was like subpar, second rate, and they were like, oh, but you know what? We'll give them a pass because it's Christian yeah. or it's religious. So yeah, good try. And we'll read it still. Yeah. But like, we'll, if we're, we're, we'll be honest, like most of it was just crap. Right. You know, yeah, the quality exactly. of it was just not good. Um, and I think that is probably what hurt their ability to enter any type of market, as, as for, especially in the mainstream. Yeah. That's why, that's why like for me, when I saw this, the first thing I was most impressive with was the cover. Right. You know, I, I I looked at this and I'm like, man, this is there's nothing like second rate about this. This is like high end. I can put this in any comic book store right. and, and and next to any comic and they'd be like, man, that's an amazing cover. I wanted to make something where you wouldn't be ashamed to show your friends. Like, Absolutely. Yo, read this. This is dope. Like, check like, this out. And I wasn't right. pulling punches, like not to spoil it, but it's the teaser book. So there's a guy who takes a cyanide pill in there. Like, wow. Like, I'm not pulling punches because this is real world problems that people deal with. Yep, and it's yep. like, I don't want to be like sugarcoating things because, yeah. well, I mean, Jesus never did. So That's why, true. Why, why, why are we? Yeah. Like, I grew up with like Bible man. <laughs> like, it was like a knockoff Batman who right. like, threw Bibles at people. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, VeggieTales is legendary. But like, besides yeah. that. Like, that was legit. Hold on. Yeah. Don't knock VeggieTales. No, I like VeggieTales. VeggieTales yeah. was legendary. But besides yeah. that, like, what, it, like, Tolkien and like. Yeah. And Lewis, they were like legends because their stories, like they had Christian influence, but they yeah. weren't corny. Like, right? How many people love Lord of the Rings? Like Chronicles of Narnia. True. Like, no, you're making it a great is, point. So, yeah, like, yeah. Let's just make good stuff. And yeah, and have, all of those things that you're mentioning, whether it be Lord of the Rings or Chronicles of Narnia, you know, they all started with the idea of putting pen to paper and creating at least the first draft in yeah. book form. And you're doing that, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And so, kudos to you. So, thank you. So, you, I know you're saying like your target market is like a certain profile of an individual. We call it a customer avatar. Yeah. But I mean, uh, if let's say like an eight year old, you know, wants to read this, could they read this? Um, I mean, it might be a little violent. Okay. <laughs> like, because like, you know, again, gritty, like yeah. not pulling punches. Sure. A kid could definitely pick up this book, understand what's going on. Yes. Not like get nightmares, nothing like yeah, sexual, yeah, yeah. nothing bad. Good. So Okay. Like, awesome. Just good superhero content. Yeah. It's a little darker. If, if you could put the word clean, violent together, it would be this. It would be like, Clyland. <laughs> there, you, there you go. Um, and then I know that, you know, you didn't necessarily now create, now that I'm, I'm hearing you, you didn't necessarily create this for the religious market, Mm-mm. but it sounds like this could be a really great tool for churches, for mm-hmm. youth pastors, yeah. um, that they can recommend a, gr- a really great book uh, to maybe someone who has interest in comic books. Be like, yo, check this out. Right. You'll, you'll love this. Right? Yeah, like, hey, man, my youth group's going to go see the new Flight Team movie yeah. on Friday. You want to come hang out? Like, right. whatever. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, and then I guess this also could be a little bit of a plug. How'd you come up with your, first of all, how'd you come up with the name Flight Team? Okay. And um, then, and it just in the same answer, how did you come up with the name for your business? Okay. Um, so I'll answer the second one first sure. to get to the first one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So V1 Studios, um, I actually attend V1 Church and um, I was com- struggling to come up with a name for the company, which is a serious problem and don't let it inhibit you still do the work and then come up with the name later. That's something I definitely learned. Good advice. Um, but 
Um, we were struggling with a name. I wanted his blessing on one to be able to go out. This is like who's a his? His uh, pastor Mike. My there pastor. you go. Your pastor. Yeah. Okay. I wanted uh, his approval to go off and do something ministerial. Like this is a ministry for me, so I wanted to get like his you know blessing to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know, I don't have a name. Can we use like V One? games if you want studios whatever yeah um to you know use your marketing stuff like that your brand he's like yeah totally absolutely so um v1 studios that's how we got there mm-hmm. and v1 is actually a flight term mm-hmm. when you're about to take off that's like your your speed of like you're okay to take off and yeah. you can't turn back now or else you're going to crash right. so you have you to have take to. off so flight team uh it's kind of a plan that you take off it's you know whatever it's just sure. a it's just yeah, a yeah. flight term Love it, man. Yeah. Love it. And I um, felt like there's an alpha strike type, like flight teams here to save the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. All right. I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So cool. Uh, one one thing that you just, you said, I want people to understand who maybe don't understand that word ministry, because mm-hmm. a lot of people who are maybe not in the religious, uh, you know, circle, they don't, they look at that word and they define it differently maybe sure. than you might. Can, okay. How do you define this word ministry? Because you said this is a ministry, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so this is just my way of spreading the gospel. Plain and simple. Like, it doesn't look like Jesus on his cover. I'm not throwing a Bible at you, but it's biblically inspired. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm just using it to spread some good news. Yeah. So for you, like, life is ministry, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't mean yeah. you have to be a missionary to, a, like, a third world country or, right. or you yeah. mean, just, like, just, you're just doing life. Yeah. It's it's a mindset. It's yep. kind of like a livelihoods, just like worship. Like, it's kind of just who you are. You know, you're going out talking to people, whatever, yeah. having a good time, not yeah. being weird those weird christians not being weird yeah Yeah, good luck finding someone who's not weird these days like listen i gotta be honest i'm captain weird myself like i don't mind it whatever (laughs) (laughs) we all have a little quirk you know yeah oh absolutely yeah i mean and uh to to bring you know c-ring back into it like there are a few people that i've met that are as strange as this gigantic fellow that we have here C. in in, uh, in C-Reg. So we'll, we'll call you, hey, here's your Marvel name, Captain Weirdo. <laughs> there you go. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> Captain Insano. <laughs> uh, uh, listen, Nick, thank mm-hmm. you so much for coming out to thank the studio. You, thank you. I'd love to, you know, to always have you out here as you're, as you're, you know, releasing new comics. You always will have my endorsement. Um, and Appreciate anything that. that you do, um, you know, I've known you for a long time, you mm-hmm. and your family for a very, very long time. Um, but, uh, I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, I think Appreciate the work, that. yeah, man, you deserve it. The work that you put out here is incredible. And I honestly believe it doesn't matter what your background is. I think everyone would enjoy this. I think yeah. that they would, they would even not just enjoy it from an entertainment perspective, but I think they would enjoy it because there's a lot to learn from, from these, uh, from comics. And that's something that I think is largely over, overlooked in general yeah. that not all comics, I think fit into that category, but you know, you can find some, some good comics that I think that, um, there are some great life lessons, you know, and I, and you know there are some some comics that I I allow my kids to read. There are a lot of them that I don't, but mm-hmm. some of them I do because I've read them. I I preview it and I say, hey, check this out because um, it's good quality stuff. It's clean, right? And they can learn some things. And I think here it like you literally have a comic that hits on everything. <laughs> it's it's like the perfect comic. Yeah. So you did a great Thank job, you. man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. So you're gonna nail it. So anyway, uh, one more time, let everyone know where can they find you? Where can they find out more information about the comic, your studio, all that good okay. stuff. So personal Instagram, Nikki underscore G underscore fish, because <laughs> I'm Nikki G of Fish. Um you could find my company at V one uh underscore studios and you could follow um the comic book at official underscore flight team. Sweet. On, all on Instagram, that's the best spot. 
all Instagram mm-hmm. right there. All right, awesome guys, go check it out. Um, and if even if uh, you guys can't purchase the comic, um, you you can also help out V One Studios by at least telling someone else about Please, it. Yeah. I think awareness, it, like in anything, is is really really important. And I think that as a community, um, I want you guys to know that I support him, I endorse him, and I want you guys to do the same thing. So if I've ever uh, given you guys any type of value, I want you to go ahead and give now that back to Nick and go ahead and just check out his stuff. At the very least, go follow him on, on Instagram and read his comics. It's uh, it's really, really cool stuff, man. I can't wait for all your uh, your future comics that you're going to be releasing. It's, uh, it's good stuff, man. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks, you got man. it, buddy. You got it, man. All right, guys. You heard it. Go follow him. Remember, this is so important. Don't fear the process like my boy right here. He did not fear the process. And don't fear grit. We'll see you next time. Take care, guys.